Hi everyone. I'm so, so, so excited because in a couple of minutes, we're gonna be talking about the fat removal that a lot of people are getting done in their cheeks right now, or you may have seen um, a lot of publicity in it right now. Um, and I'm gonna have Mo from Heal Thy Goddess on. So um, those of you that um, do not know, I'm gonna talk a little bit about Mo as soon as she logs in here. Um, tell me where you guys are from and what you do. If you're an esthetician or a makeup artist or hairstylist, or if you're none of those things, that's okay. I just have a lot of people that follow me in the beauty industry because I'm an esthetician and a makeup artist. I just love knowing where everyone's from. And we're just waiting for Mo. Just to be, oh, Oregon, what part of Oregon? My best friend just moved there. There's Mo. Technology so fun. Hi. How are are you? Good. How are you? Good. Are you in your new space in Solana Beach yet? <clears throat> Yes, and no. <laughs> yes, yeah, so um, we are doing a remodel. Um, we like <clears throat> did some like cool cutouts in the walls for um, like some dynamic shelving. And then we're also like um, redoing the floors and painting and doing wallpaper on the ceiling. So you know how it is with contractors. Sometimes things just take time, so. Right. Totally. Well, for those of you who don't know, I have Mo here from Heal Thy Goddess, and Mo is a licensed esthetician, holistic health practitioner, a massage therapist. She's also an artist and a makeup artist and a mom and a lot of other things. Um, I've known Mo for about 10 years. We work together in a uh, full-service spa and salon in um, North County, San Diego. Um, and Mo went on her own about, five, what, five years? Are you four years or five years? Um, it's five years now. Yeah. Okay. So Mo went on her own um, about five years ago, largely with no clientele. She specializes in holistic um, aesthetics with an emphasis on lymphatic drainage. And is it buckle or how do I, how do we say this? Okay, so I've heard pronounced both ways. Okay. Um, I've had like uh, previous teachers pronounce it buccal, okay. um, but not sure if that's like the like um, British pronunciation. Oh, okay. I feel like the American pronunciation is buckle, but we kind of like tend to like butcher things a lot. Honestly, either both are acceptable. Okay, because yeah, I read something today and the, and the author was like, I've been saying it wrong. Anyway, so we'll say buccal. Yeah, sure. Buckle. I feel Whatever like that's you more call like it. the anatomically correct <laughs> way. You know, because like my brother, he's a nurse, and he was like, it's buccal. And I was like, okay, okay. You know, so yeah, I've heard it both ways. So, so if you guys um, have probably heard that there's been a lot of talk in um, social media about this procedure, because about three days ago, there was a selfie that Leah Michelle from Lee posted. And she looked like drastically different. So then, of course, I did a deep dive. And then I guess this procedure has been around for like 50 years. But because Christy Teigen admitted to doing it, you know, and like opened the can of worms, like now we all want it. 
I was here, I work at a solo for those of you that don't know me doing uh, waxing and I was telling some people that I was coming on live with you today and all the a bunch of the girls like, oh my God, I want it, I want it. Um, so I really like this kind of stuff just fascinates me because I work on women all day. Um, also as a makeup artist for like 20 years. And so um, I find social media really fascinating. I don't have a filter on me today, but typically I do. Um, and so I wanted to talk to Mo because Mo is a specialist in the buccal facial massage treatments and she you have a lot of celebrity clients and um, known people that come to you from all over the world to train with you and to have your treatments and so I just wanted to hear like what you think about this um, are your clients getting it are people asking you about it like what do you think about it and then take some questions and see what others think so tell us what what do you think about this first of all yeah sure so I've noticed um, I think it has definitely become like more of a trending um, plastic surgery procedure, just like how we saw like a few years ago with the BBLs, you know, which are of course now like on their way out. Uh, so for those of you that don't know, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. That's the Brazilian butt lifts. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really, really important that you brought that up because uh, Mo and I live in San Diego right by the border and a lot of people will go down to, to Tijuana because it's cheaper down there. I believe the doctors don't have to pay malpractice insurance. So we see a lot of plastic surgery that comes from there. So the, the uh, BBL, Brazilian butt lift, go ahead, continue. Um, yeah, so basically celebrities popularized that, right? And then, you know, normal people are wanting to go get that done. And um, now that like normal people have it done, now celebrities don't want it anymore. And so they're having theirs removed, you know? And so then it just kind of creates like this vicious cycle of, you know, um, celebrities getting plastic surgery or lying about it. And then normal people like us wanting to keep up with beauty standards um, or, you know, it's like our society just kind of like highlights our insecurities sometimes. Or will tell us what to be insecure about. And so that's kind of um, like where I wanted to go with this is that this has become really popular because of TikTok. Like if you look up buccal fat removal on TikTok, there are thousands of videos under, um, under this tab. And I will warn you now, it's like not for the faint of heart because there's a lot of videos of people on there where it's like you actually like see the procedure getting done. Um, and, uh, <laughs> it worries me because, you know, a lot of, um, you know, Gen Zers or younger millennials, you know, like more younger generations are more active on social media or especially TikTok and such. And so they're seeing these trends and then they're wanting to go out and do that. But what people don't realize is like with plastic surgery like this for common people, like it's like a big decision, you know, with celebrities, it's different. Cause it's like, Oh yeah. Like $5,000, $10,000, whatever. That's nothing. Um, and they can also afford like the best doctors too. Right. Like, yeah. so normal, regular people like are running down to TJ. And last night I was just on a group, a San Diego group and people were talking about getting laser. And I saw one of my clients on the thread saying, can I get the information? And I wanted to chime in and say, oh, no. 
I'll refer you to someone in San Diego. Like, it's your body. It's not a joke. Don't skimp on plastic surgery, like, or injectables or any of that, because that's when people get, you know, horrible results. Exactly. And so with getting, um, like, a buccal fat removal, basically what it is, just to clarify for anybody who is unaware, is it basically removes the um, fat buccal fat pads that are located right here underneath your cheekbones and so then it gives you that sunken in look right. which again um you know follows the trend of how all celebrities right now are really into the 90s heroin chic look like if you've seen any recent pictures of kim kardashian or chloe kardashian they're so freaking skinny from taking that um diabetes medication i forgot what it's called um maybe do you know what it is yeah I don't remember. Uh, um, it slipped my mind the name of it, but yeah, it's for diabetes, and you're not. I know a lot of people that are on it. It's interesting that you brought it up. Right. There are several people that I know that are taking it, and then not to segue, but mm -hmm. I've had clients that have come in here, and you know, I've been super open with everyone in my life that I've gained 30 pounds since COVID, so I'm always on a diet, right? And so I've had clients come in here, and and they've lost like 20 pounds in a month. Like one girl I've known forever, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you look amazing. And she's like, oh, I'm just on like this, you know, thing and I've been exercising and stuff. And then like come to find out like a lot of people I know are taking that drug and like you don't want to mess around with insulin. Like it's a big deal. Like you can really mess up your body. You know more about that than me. But yeah, I feel like the beauty standards are getting super crazy. And I agree. It's going back to the 90s way yeah. um, Kate Moss look. And it's scary. It's like... Mm -hmm. I well, fear if you see Khloe Kardashian, she got her um, BBL removed. Same thing with Kim. She got hers um, slightly reduced. Like, you remember when she um, wore that Marilyn dress? Mm -hmm. That was how, like, obviously, if you watch the show, and I mean, I don't want to, like, you know, dwell on the Kardashians, because whatever. But they do dictate a lot of pop culture beauty standards. Right. Um, just like with how, you know, um, Kylie was like with the lip injections and everything. Um, and so, yeah, it's just crazy because they're just like flip-flopping all the time. They're like, okay, inject fat here. Okay, now I'll take it out here. You know, and it's like how, like, it's just constant. Like, how are people going to pick up, keep up with it? And so my major problem with this I guess you would say is that it really does age you so much in the long run because you know if you saw those stories I posted earlier of Zoe Kravitz like she looks so beautiful so young in her before picture and then in her after picture she still looks beautiful but she just looks so much older you know and so with removing fat like it just it's not going to age well because obviously like with just the natural processes of aging, your um, fat and like your muscles and everything begin to atrophy and sag. But when there's no more fat there, mm -hmm. like your cheeks will just keep looking more and more sunken in until you look like a hollow, like a skeleton or something. You yeah, know, so that's scary. Cause I'm, yeah, I've read that, that it's not reversible like some of the other things. And like, yeah. Total transparency. Like I've had fillers, I've had lip fillers, I've had under eye fillers, which I will never do again. <laughs> my eyes smaller. Um, I've been doing Botox for years. It actually doesn't really work that well on me anymore because I've been doing it for so long. So like, I'm totally for like, do whatever you want to your body. Um, Just go to someone good because right. it cannot be good. You know, no, I, in my I 
agree with you as well. Like that's kind of like my philosophy with any sort of like plastic surgery or like injectables or whatever. Like if it truly bothers you and if you feel that it would help improve your quality of life or feel better about yourself, then by all means, go ahead and, you know, go do whatever it is. If it's the Botox or fillers or, you know, um, if it is a surgery like this, you know, but it it's just like don't do it because it's trending you know because the trend just like the bbl trend on its way out you know like this will also come to an end as well when they decide okay heroin chic isn't in anymore you know it's like just when they're getting big girls going and now they're like flip-flopping i'm like no we haven't had it that long and i guess what bothers me and i'm not a mom but mo is a mom and you have a daughter and so i guess for me um i'm a grown woman i you know i support myself i'm a grown woman i've been by myself for a really long time like i can make a decision what i want to do but like to see these young girls that are influenced on you know like TikTok and stuff like none of that was around when you and i were growing up and so that kind of that's what really scares me is like what it's saying to young young girls because everyone's on their i mean including me i'm on my phone all the time and you know you see something and then you're like ew and then you see it a hundred times and they're like oh I kind of like that. Like, exactly. you, you That's know? what I'm saying with, like, how it's trending. Like, it's viral on TikTok. And I swear, if you close out this app and if you go on TikTok and you look it up, then it'll, like, keep reappearing in your feed, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, that's what does concern me about the younger generations is, you know, um, young people who are maybe more vulnerable or insecure or, like, unsure of themselves or like unsure of their like or just lacking confidence in their own natural beauty then like seeing this kind of stuff being viral online it's like oh like I can go get that done like you know and then maybe then I'll feel good about myself or like maybe then I'll feel beautiful or maybe then I'll be desired by the opposite sex right whoever it is you're trying to appeal to so that's why it does concern me like as a mom it's like I can only imagine like how is social media going to evolve by the time my two-year-old is using social media one day when she's like a a teenager or something yeah hopefully Um, it'll be better by then I mean you look at those AI pictures that everyone was putting on a few weeks ago mm -hmm. and um it's just like taken a level of like craziness to me I just like where does it stop I was talking to my mom last night and we're like my family's like do whatever you want to do like I've had things done to my body and stuff but where does it like where does it stop and it's like it becomes addicted even for like Botox and fillers like once you start doing them and I speak from experience when those when that Botox wears off you notice it. No one else gives a fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a Kardashian. I don't make my money mm-hmm. being on TV or film. I'm not an actress. Mm-hmm. I am a regular person that waxes vaginas and face and does eyebrows. That's what I do. <coughs> like, no one cares. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. I mean, and it's like people. I see that all the time. Like people will come in here and be like, "Oh, I, I didn't wear shorts because you know I have a little stubble," and I'm like. You gotta live like yeah. where you know, and yeah, I always say this, I constantly say this like you're not a Kardashian like yeah. in my head I'm like no one cares like just live your life right yeah. yeah like don't worry about keeping up with these different like beauty trends or classic surgery trends and such because 
like obviously like somebody like Kim Kardashian okay like she is doing all these tweaks constantly but like literally like that is her livelihood that's her job and that's, that's her brand how, yeah that's how a lot of these celebrities are is like they're literally models you know and so yeah. they skate for how they look right but it's like okay we're normal people like we can't right. Like, we also have to, like, keep that in mind. Like, if you see, like, a picture of Khloe Kardashian before she was famous compared to now, completely different person, you know? And it's really just the money and um, and the investments into her image that have, you know, made her look like this completely different person, you know? But people are just comparing themselves to them without thinking, like, or realizing, like, oh, yeah, like, they have all of the best, like, most world-class surgeons that they use you know they're getting all these cutting edge you know lasers or whatever you know all these different skincare treatments and um you know it's just a lot for like normal people like you and i to try to keep up with them because like i said like this is a trend and like soon enough it'll be on its way out and well we and i think like that's yeah i think that's super important too because it's not reversible it's not like you know if you get yeah. breast implants and you don't like them, like yeah. you can remove them, yeah. you know? And a lot of people do because of breast implant illness, which is like not great. Yeah. And like, trust me, my boobs, I would love to have them smaller, but I don't want to put silicone in my body. Right. And I'm super afraid of that. But like jogging for me is not really fun anymore because I've gained weight, but I don't want oh. to do that because yeah. I don't want to have breast implant illness. Like yeah. that shit is real, you know? That's and so, true. I mean, and then this with this treatment, like, if you don't like it, they can't put that fat back. Yeah, exactly. They can't reverse it afterwards. And then that's also the shitty part about getting the surgery done is then as you um, continue to age is then your skin will just get more and more saggy because there's no fat to fill it in, you know, right. and it'll kind of create more of like um, a gel type of look. And then after that, then they're going to have to start pinching and pulling the skin with maybe like a partial facelift or a full facelift, you know? And so like you mentioned earlier, it just kind of spirals. It's like, once you do one little tweak, then it's like, oh, then another little thing and now another. And it's just like, when does it end? I know. I don't know. I don't know when it ends. And it's funny because, um, I'm a makeup artist. You're a makeup artist. A lot of people probably don't know that because you don't do a lot of makeup now. But mm -hmm. if you're a makeup artist, and I know we have makeup artists watching, there's lots of things you can do with makeup yeah. to make your to contour your face. You don't, you know, and it's very, it's not hard. I mean, there's a million people out there and a million tutorials on how you can contour your face with bronzer here and here. And like, you don't, I guess when I see some things too, like when people are like, oh, I've got dark circles in my eyes, or like I have a little blemish or whatever, I'm like, well, just go get the right makeup, <laughs> you know? There's like so many temporary things that we can do when things don't, aren't, you know, we're not perfect, you know? Um, right. We don't walk around with, fil with filters on our face all day. Yeah, uh, and to your point too, like, you know, it's like, oh, if you're like so work concerned about your dark under eye circles or something, it's like, okay, like, are you sleeping enough? Like, you know, are you drinking enough water? Right. Like, obviously, like, makeup is great. You know, like, everybody knows. Like, I'm a mom. Like, I've been, like, sleep-deprived, like, literally since she was born. So, yeah. like, I'm all for it. Like, I have a filter on today. I'm like, I, I could use extra help, you yeah. know? Yeah. But really, um, it's all about just, like, leading, like, a healthy lifestyle, you know? And, like, being happy internally as well, I think, also kind of shows up on your face, too. Yeah. Um, 
like I see this. Okay, so this is like a little bit of a random segue. But um, do you ever watch 90 Day Fiance on TV? Yes. Yes. Okay. So are you watching like the recent whatever season is right now with Big Ed? No, who's, no but I've watched Big Ed. I know who he is. He lives in San yeah. Diego. Yes. Okay. I saw him at the laundromat once in North Park and he actually is like that short and like that like so it's so funny but anyways okay so the girl that he's dating Liz you if you saw like a picture of her before she started dating him mm -hmm. like she was so beautiful so young lively and then now current like all the way up until you know whatever this season is when they're filming it's like you just see it like you just see she's so unhappy you know she's in a toxic relationship and it's like her youth has just like escaped her face and she just looks like you know just tired and worn down and so i just kind of make this long segue just to like say how it's so important to um lead a healthy happy lifestyle and you know just be happy in general because that does like reflect on your face um like i've even noticed it on myself too like when i've been in relationships that weren't you know so good for me then i was like wow i really like was not looking too good <laughs> you know? right um, right yeah sometimes i look back on photos when i'm like very thin and someone will be like oh gosh you look great in that photo and i'm like well i was on the breakup diet you know <laughs> where you don't eat you know like i know i looked good but like i wasn't i was not healthy or happy and um i feel yeah. like a lot of people do like want like quick fixes for things like under eye um dark circles and like you said like that's hereditary like that's really hard to get rid of but mm -hmm. you could go to a holistic esthetician and get a more natural <laughs> um or service than going and say you know trying to get filler which does not fix dark circles underneath your eyes um the only thing that's going to fix dark circles under your eyes is like Mo said a healthy lifestyle um she can talk a little bit about what treatments do for that or covering up with the right makeup so what do you do for your clients that have dark circles because i get that in my group all the time yeah, so I'll focus a lot on the lymphatic drainage, obviously, but what a lot of people don't know is that you have a lymph node that connects from under your eye here uh -huh. to the corner of your jaw here. So that's why I really like to focus a lot of work on the jaw because if you're able to release any stagnant lymph that's here, mm -hmm. then that will clear this pathway from underneath the eye so that way the under under the eyes can drain through the lymph pathways. Um, and then obviously like drinking enough water, you know, um, not like, you know, just hydrating with like soda, you know, um, not too much caffeine, which dehydrates you, um, having adequate sleep, having, you know, not even just like sleeping, but like having like good quality sleep, you know? Um, so that's really important. And, um, and so also to your point, um, somebody, asked earlier on stories like can you achieve like this buccal fat removal look with massage or diet and the long and the short is like yes but at the same time it's like you can't like control where you lose fat like if you've ever lost an, any amount of weight you know it just comes off all over that's just how it is for um for women is our fat is pretty much evenly distributed through our whole body 
Whereas like with men, their fat will mostly distribute to like their midsection, like around their organs and such. So like if you are to lose weight, then yeah, like that can help with, um, you know, slimming your face a little bit too. But then also like massage can be helpful for reducing any um, lymph accumulations in the buccal fat pads because it is pretty when we are like backed up or when we're toxic or when we just have a lot of stagnant lymph our body will store it in the fat pads because it's just like the easiest most accessible way for your body to put it somewhere you know if it's not able to drain so it is possible you know and if you saw my stories recently i also did a before and after of one of my clients i um, yeah, and so she had like really incredible results with, um, you know, contouring her cheekbones and less puffiness and inflammation in her all over face, but also underneath her cheekbones as well. And that just comes back to like how I said, how um, we'll oftentimes um, store toxins or, or stagnant lymph in the buccal fat pads. So, um, you know, that that's also an option or an avenue to pursue as well. So for people that don't know that what you actually specialize in, can you explain, can you dumb down what lymph does for the body? <laughs> yeah, sure. So it just seems for people that aren't, you know, even I need to learn more about it. Like, tell us what lymph is. So lymph carries away um, toxins from the white blood cells. Um, it's your body's first line of defense for your immune system. Your lymphatic system is a part of your immune system. And basically, it's just um, like a waste system. It just carries away toxins. Um, and so that's what it does. Uh, and, your, and your treatments, because you specialize in the, the buccal facial massage, and you've been doing it for many years. You have thousands of hours of training. Um, I mentioned this also because I have a Facebook group, um, which some of you might be in, called The Secrets of Estheticians. And someone today posted that in her beauty school, someone did a demo. And this girl wants to know how much she can charge. And so... You know, it's my group, so I can say whatever I want. I'm like, nicely, I'm like, um, you need, first of all, I need to see if it's legal. You need to get trained. And people spend thousands of dollars and hours learning how to perfect this, this treatment, this service, because you can really hurt someone. So I guess as um, I consider myself a leader in, the, in, in this industry, because I've been doing it for 23 right. years, um, I feel like it's my job. I, don't, I do do this treatment, obviously, but I know people like Mo that do, and I've had it done several times. Um, I feel like it's really important for people listening out there that are interested in getting um, one of these kinds of facial treatments to go to someone that really knows what they're doing, because you don't want to mess around with lymph, correct? Yes, exactly, especially with an internal massage. Um, it is a more advanced technique. I have had, um, you know, many clients that come in and they're like, I've been looking for somebody. I got this done somewhere else, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, because I like to ask, like, have you ever had this done before? Is this your first time? Blah, blah, blah. You know, because obviously it's a new or strange or odd experience having somebody <laughs> massage the inside of your mouth, like put their hands inside of your mouth and stuff. And yeah, people will be like, oh, yeah, I've like been somewhere before. Like they did it, blah, blah, blah. And it's so funny because time and time again, afterwards, they're like, whoa, like I have not had it done like that, you know? And yeah. so 
think it just goes to um, to your point about how it is so important to um, receive treatments or services from somebody who is well-trained and or qualified. Um, because otherwise, like you said, yes, um, you can end up damaging um, you know, nerves or you can bruise somebody or you can cause um, severe detox um, side effects like headaches and such. Um, there's so many different things that can happen if it is performed incorrectly. Um, I or guess that's what scares me, yeah. Because I see like, um, and not to like, like, I just need to say that Mo was one of the first people that used Gua Sha tools in her facials on um, social media many years ago. I know other estheticians um, and practitioners have been using it, but Mo is one of the people that made it super popular with some of her clients. And so, can you go? Well, yeah. And so I feel like um, this sort of trend from you and a handful of other estheticians, people are seeing like, oh, this is a really interesting treatment and then they go and see how much you guys all charge, which is um, based on experience, um, time with, uh, you know, studying and all these things. It's not just like you go to beauty school and then you're charging this, this, these, you know, these prices. Mm -hmm. So I guess what kind of scares me is I feel like people are seeing this and I mean like, oh, I can do that with just like little or no training. Um, and that's pretty scary because you could really, you can really hurt someone by doing this. And it's a lot more than just like, you know, just seeing someone do it at your beauty school and then be thinking like, Oh, I can do that. Like, no, you can't. <laughs> I mean, you can, but you know, right. Exactly. Even like you know? a lot of my students that come for one-on-one -on -one trainings, like I always like to drive at home. Like you need to go home and practice. You yeah. need to practice on like 25 people at least yeah. before mm -hmm. you start doing this on your clients. You know, like it, practice makes perfect. And um, yeah, you can't just like, you know, watch some YouTube videos or something and be like, okay, like I know how to do it now, you know? Um, and Absolutely. so for that reason, I'm, I'm actually going to be doing a professional training um later this year on in person on my intraoral massage techniques um i believe it's going to be in september um so if you're curious <laughs> yeah <there's... laughs> absolutely and um do you know i know you're just um figuring out that how long that program is going to be but it's going to be in solana beach at your new location yeah, it's going to be at my new location. Um, I'm only accepting, um, I believe, nine students total. And um, I will have one scholarship spot available. As I well. love that. <laughs> um, so what do people have to do to apply for the scholarship spot? Um, for the scholarship spot, you're basically just going to have to write me an essay. Uh -huh. um, and I will post about that as, you know, the time come sooner. Mm -hmm. um, I've only just now, I mean, it's January. So I've nailed down my dates for um, my online workshops that I'll be hosting the rest of this year. I'll be hosting workshops from um, March to um, to August online. And those are all online, online correct? Yes, online via Zoom. They're two hours. Um, it's basically a presentation uh, and then a live demonstration. And then um, I give all my students portal access to rewatch the video, to access um, PDF documents 
um, view protocols and demonstrations, um, and that's all available within the portal. So if, you know, somebody signs up for the class and they're not able to make the live, they can always rewatch it online. And so I am I'm doing a few of the same classes this year that I had done this past year, um, but they're revived, revamped, um, you know, better. <laughs> And, and then I'm also doing a few new ones. And then, like I said, I'm doing the in-person training um, at that last quarter of the year in, in September. Um, and so I actually have my class schedule is available online now that I've um, solidified dates. So if anybody's interested, you can just click the link in my bio. I'm doing early bird pricing right now. Um, early bird pricing, it's $100. And it will go up to about 150. Um, that's practically that's for me. That's like practically free. Right. Like I I was licensed in 1999, like 2000, really yeah. December. So like when I started and when you started mode, there was no Facebook. Like you couldn't look up like how to do a Brazilian wax. So yeah. this kind of education is really priceless because not everyone can afford to fly to San Diego and take an in-person class. Right. Um, so you can get started um, with these live classes, which I think is fantastic. And then people are learning from your years of experience, your mistakes and your successes. Right, exactly. And it's just kind of like how I mentioned earlier, how, you know, there's kind of a white space of, you know, people who want to be able to perform these types of treatments, but maybe they don't have the education or the accessibility to it. Um, so that's why I created these online courses. So these are, you know, for anybody who is curious to integrate more holistic practices into their existing aesthetic or massage practice. Um, it can be if you're brand new or it can be if like you've been an esthetician for 20 years or something and you're wanting to just, you know, revive um, your current offerings. So well, right, like I take your classes and I you know my my niche is waxing and facial waxing and Brazilian waxing, but you can always learn something from what someone else is teaching, especially when they're an expert at it. Right, exactly. Or even if it's just going over, you know, business practices and principles or booking procedures or, you know, cancellation policies, you know, even if it's just like more like technical or logistic things like that, I feel yeah. like there's always value in that as well. Um, anything, even just to connect with more people online as well, because I know how it is like sometimes when you're working for yourself or when you're solo or when you're just, you know, in a space like you don't feel like resonates, it can just be a little bit isolating. Mm -hmm. So it's nice that you've created, you know, Secrets of Estheticians Facebook group, because I'm like, you know, you can connect with other people all across the world who are, you know, um, estheticians as well. And you can, um, you know, just see what other people are doing, like, and, you know, get like advice, you know. Um, Absolutely. Because I think it's fantastic. Yeah, when you're working by yourself, it's like, uh, I don't know, I'll just like, you know, do my best, you know, right. whatever. But um, it's nice to have like a little bit of guidance, um, like your Facebook group provides. 
Yes, I started that because for those of you that don't know, when I worked for other people for 18 years, Mo and I worked together for some of that time, many of those years. And when I finally decided to go on my own, um, I left a full clientele and I didn't really know what I was doing on the business side. I knew what I was doing in the room, but I didn't know anything about scheduling, marketing, emails, any of that stuff. And I had a really hard time and I made a lot of mistakes. And so I decided to try and start this group to bridge like estheticians and hairstylists and makeup artists and beauty school students because we're so connected all of us you know like I always say that estheticians and hairstylists are like cousins um and there's a lot of crossover like there's a lot of esthetician or there's a lot of um hairstylists that wax and then there's like a lot of estheticians that also are massage therapists or want to become massage therapists and like do more of the kind of work that you do and so um I love it. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes people call me mean names, but I've gotten I've gotten a really thick skin. <laughs> right. I know you um, things for the most part it's been um it's been really fun. And then, you know, one of the other reasons why I started it is I have a lot of friends that have small brands like Mo and other people and I didn't really have a way to connect like my East Coast makeup friends and my West Coast makeup and esthetician friends. And then like more and more of my friends started building small brands and some of those brands are really big now. And so I really just wanted to like share my friends' companies with each other, you know, and their products and stuff. So it's kind of taken on a, a, a life of its own. But um, if you are one of those people, you should join us. Um, so do you guys have questions for Mo? Because this is a very rare moment that I have her for this long. She just is in the process of moving her space, Heal Thy Goddess, from North Park to Solana Beach, which is about, what is it, like 25 miles? Is it 25 miles, 20 miles difference? Something like that? Um, like 20, 20, I mean, it's like a 20 minute um, drive. From your old location. Yeah. And it's so exciting to me. Um, this is your fourth stop. You started in um, Rancho and then yes. you were in Ocean Beach and then you went to North Park and now, and, and you have been on your own for five years, but you didn't start out on your own. You worked for other people before you went on your own. And I mean, I just find your story fascinating. Yeah. Um, and love it because, you know, you are what is possible for people um, that you don't always have to work in a toxic work environment and that you can build your own business. So I think that you could do a whole series of class on that. Um, I know you probably don't have yeah. time for that. Well, one of my classes that I am doing next year is um, business and marketing for the solo uh -huh. SD. Perfect. I, I believe that's going to be my August class. And so I'm really excited about that because you know, like you mentioned, like we've kind of had to like figure out a lot of this stuff on our own. And, um, you know, because there hasn't been, you know, awesome Facebook groups like yours um, when we were trying to figure it out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to just kind of like share some, um, stories and, um, share like what's worked for me yeah. and like what I've had success with and how I've, you know, come to build, come to build my business to be what it is today because you know sometimes people like will just like see like a finished product or like where you are right now and then you know they don't realize like all the many you know failures or the many like steps it took to get there um and so I mean I say that because like yeah this is like my fifth location because I first started off in um Rancho Santa Fe, I was renting like a tiny, tiny little room. It was practically like a closet. My table barely fit in there. 
And, um, you know, then I moved to another space in Michigan Hills and I was there for like maybe a couple months. Oh, I forgot about that. I know. Right. Right. Yeah. And then, and then I finally got my own location in Ocean Beach and then I was there for a year and then I was in North Park for three years and then now moving to Solana Beach. And yeah, I mean, it was just kind of like a little bit of a rocky start when I had first started my business because it I don't want to say it was unintentional, but it just kind of happened, and that's, you know? It's not, that is not the norm. I didn't right? know I was going to be going out on my own. It just kind of, it just happened, you know? Right. And so that's why there was kind of a little bit of shuffling there in the first place. Um, and then I was pretty rooted in North Park. And then um, I recently decided to relocate because um, a majority of my clients, um, are located in North County and um, it would just be easier for more people. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the demographics um, after COVID has just changed like some different areas, you know, in San Diego and Mm -hmm. I mean all across the United States. Um, And so I just wanted to be like in a nicer location. Right. Um, Um, You really, do you have pictures of your first location, a picture of your room somewhere? Of my very first, like the closet. <laughs> no, I don't, and I kind of wish that I did. Oh. But I, I do have pictures of um of my Ocean Beach location. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah. I, I would love to see a side by side because I post that. You, when I first started on by my own in 2018, Mo would come to me because I do most browse sometimes, and I was so embarrassed. I remember mom was there that day, and I was like, oh my god, Mo's coming in, and I'm embarrassed, because I was in a shit wall. Like, there was, like, no sink in the room. The walls were, like, bright blue. The art was hideous. It was not the cleanest of places, but it's, like, it's what I could afford, and my rent was $50 a day, and all I cared about was making my rent, and I had another job at the time, and so it didn't always look like this pretty pink room with, you know, neon signs. Like, it was a dump. I tell people it was a dump, and, like, you just have to, sometimes you just have to start with what you can afford. Like, you know, in the end, your clients, right, are laying there, and they don't really care if you have a cute neon sign or not, you know? Um, so right. I what love matters that. is the quality of the yes. treatment, you know? Right not necessarily like the aesthetic or, you know, like right. the whole space and everything. Right. Um, and yeah, cause I totally relate. Yeah. Like my first place, it was like $75 a day. And I was like, okay, like, you know, got to yeah. make sure to make that every day. Right. And um, ultimately it's also like, you know how it is like when you shift from working from some, working for somebody else to working for yourself, it's also like a huge shift in maybe your mental, health or your quality of life as well and so like that to me is like that's way worth it you know like if you're going to be in like some like ugly you know back room in a salon or something it's like okay whatever like you know like we all start somewhere just like Paul Mitchell Paul Mitchell used to sell his his shampoo his everything out of the trunk of his car he used to go door to door in like the 80s or the 90s and knock on people's doors and then finally one day he knocked on the right door um and so you know it, it just goes to show like we all start somewhere right um so i'm sorry i haven't been paying attention there's been some questions I noticed, yeah there was a question Farm, um, uh, acupuncture wants to know did your rooms have a sink no my first room did not have a sink um mose did your first room have a sink 
Um, no. When I rented a room somewhere for a couple months, that, that room had a sink. But mm -hmm. even like my current place, like my new place, it doesn't have a sink in the room. Mm -hmm. um, for me personally, in my practice, it's not necessarily that um, like crucial. Like, obviously, like I'm using fresh water, but I just yeah. use the sink in between treatments. I just, you know, go down the hall to the bathroom instead of right. having to think right then and there. Right. Most um, and I have super different um, businesses. I mostly do waxing, so I have to wash my hands like 18,000 times a day because I take way more clients than Mo does throughout her day. So it's a completely different scenario, but mm -hmm. you can totally make it without a sink. You use a pot. I used to use a kettle, you know, one of those electric kettles and bowls mm -hmm. of water. Like it's totally doable. I'm just spoiled now because I have a sink. Also, Mo and I worked at a full service salon for many years where we did every single treatment that you can imagine. Microderms, spray tanning, makeup, facials, waxing, brows, Brazilian, every, we did peels, we did everything. And we had sinks, we didn't have sinks. Like one room out of the salons had sinks. So right. it's totally doable. As long as you have a bathroom, you know, mm -hmm. with a sink, right. you're good. Like you don't necessarily need a sink like right there in your room. Right. And I feel like it kind of like, it helps like add to like the relaxation for the client yeah. too, because then it's like, okay, like I'm going to step out for like five minutes or three minutes or whatever, you know, right. and then they just kind of have like a moment to themselves to like be in their own energy. Um, so There's yeah, I feel like a sink isn't crucial to Ooh, most snapped off for a second. Um, so I'm going to answer this question while she logs back in. So someone asked, what do you think um, about home-based esthetician rooms when you're starting off? Um, so <clears throat> I have a lot of strong feelings about that because, um, first of all, we're coming out of a pandemic and um, things have just like changed so much since, hi Mo. Um, Sorry, I don't know what happened. There was okay. like a, a notification yeah. or something. Um, so someone's asking big bowls and kettles, we'll get to that. So I'm answering the question, someone asked what about starting off home-based and um, I have really strong opinions on that. Um, I would not do it. First of all, you have to have an establishment license and you need to have insurance and all sorts of permitting. You have to have like a separate, in California, I think you have to have a separate, separate bathroom. I don't think it's good for safety reasons or like your mental health. I think that you can go rent a room someday from someone like me or someone that doesn't work on Sundays and Mondays. I mean, that's how I started. I started one day at, a, at this little salon and then I kept adding on days. Um, I... I think it's more professional. You can charge more. And I just don't think it's very professional to start home-based. Um, and then you just, you're, you know, you're inviting like a lot into your space and you don't really know what's going to happen. It's very hard to advertise too um, for like a home business because you most, in most places it's not legal. Mo, what do you think about that? Yeah, I have similar thoughts. Um, I mean, like there was this um, popular esthetician in LA who I had a client go, a client went to her and she was like, wow, I was so turned off when I pulled up to the address and it was an apartment complex, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I mean, you do make some like very valid points with like how like, you know, safety issues too, like if you're doing like men's treatments. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just kind of, 
I think it's nice to have like that separation. Yeah. Uh, and to your point, like it can cost anywhere from like 50 to a hundred dollars, depending on where you're located to um, rent for the day. Um, typically. Yeah. And, um, you know, I understand like maybe if like you just like want to do like friends and family or something, but there kind of like comes a point where, okay, we're doing, it's not just friends and family, you know, like it's people from online or like strangers or referrals and such. So I do think it is nice to um, have like that separation. Um, I mean, I do have like um, an esthetician friend who she has a house and then she has like a guest house in the back where Mm -hmm. she has practice but like she's been an esthetician for like 30 years and so she knows all of her people she doesn't advertise you know she she books everybody herself so she knows everybody that's coming in and so that's also like different as well like I also have um, a client who's a hairdresser who like does hair in her garage you know so it's like whatever works for you but it just Mm -hmm. kind of depends like what is your big picture like what is your vision and um you know it is nice to have like that separation um of you know work and home yeah um, but and then i think it's really hard to if you do that let's say you do that and you're like well i can't afford it or whatever the whatever the reasons are and then you know in a year or so you're like okay i'm ready to go to find a place and then you try and bring those clients over that have been paying probably quite a bit less because yeah. you're not paying rent it's hard to get i mean friends and family honestly are a pain in the ass um because a lot of times they feel like they deserve um a break from us and if you're watching and you're a beauty provider or a small business you probably understand this um but they should be paying the price everyone else pays and supporting you you know like this quote goes around all the time that people will pay for like celebrity like whatever swag but they want to deal from us and it's really frustrating so starting with friends and family i would not I would just really think about that. Go in the Facebook groups and Google that or do a search in that because the mo- a lot of the problems come from friends and family. People, uh, um, exactly. it's, it's and really true. I think it's also like, how legit do you want to be? Like, how seriously are you taking yourself? Because also it's like, you're going to need, like you said, an establishment license, a retail license, you know, you're going to need a business license, a fictitious business thing, all of that stuff. So um, it's like, is this a hobby or is this like a real thing? Yeah. And you need insurance, like insurance, insurance, insurance. Like, like I said, Mo and I worked at a place and I like to call it super cuts of of, uh, waxing because that's what they were like. And, um, they were just, they cut corners in every, every way they could. And Mo and I saw like how that can really impact your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just think it's really important, like the quality of work that you're doing um, should really matter because when you just rush through services um, and you're just trying to see as many people as possible, that's when like mistakes happen. And I've seen a lot of them and so is Mo and it's not fun. So you've got to have insurance because things happen, like weird shit happens. Right. Yeah. You just never know. Sometimes like a client is on some sort of medication right. or something like the other day, um, one of my students had sent me, um, a message and a picture and she was like, I don't know what I did. Like I've been doing the intraoral massage on so many people for so long. And this one person, like she had like this big red patch here on her jaw. And I was like, it looks like she bruised. It looks like she's probably on some sort of like blood thinners. <laughs> or maybe she's anemic, you know, like there's something underlying there. Um, so 
Uh, I did want to answer somebody asked this yeah. question once um, already, but um, the beauty aesthetics asked when in September would you do your buccal facial massage class? That I believe is the weekend of the. Uh, let me look at my calendar right here. Um, it's the twenty September twenty second and twenty third. Um, it's a two day intensive. Um, yeah, I, it's going to be here in San Diego. We're going to be um, going over everything that um, we learn in all of my online classes. Um, so it'll be like a review of all of those techniques and then also um, going over the intraoral massage and then also just, you know, being able to like connect with other estheticians in real life. And that's the um, one that you only have nine spots for? Correct. Yes. Okay, so if someone can't do that or doesn't make the nine spots what what other alternatives do you have your next class or take the online classes yeah my next class or applying for the scholarship um mm -hmm. my scholarship is available for um anybody who's bipoc or lgbtq or who in some way um feels like they are not a part of like the you know whole um so yeah, I, and for that, um, I will be posting more as it, you know, comes sooner. Um, but that's kind of like the gist of it. Um, does that answer the question? Yeah. Yeah. And what do people, what kind of, um, do they have people, tell us what kind of licenses they have to have to come to you. Oh yeah. Okay. So anybody who has an esthetician license, um, or a massage license, uh, acupuncture license. Um, sometimes nurses will ask me if they can come and ultimately, you know, the, the common denominator between massage, esthetician, acupuncture is it's your license to touch, touch. you know, or, you know, a cosmetology license also qualifies as well because it's your license to touch people and work on a live human body. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you I'm glad that you addressed that because um, I get a lot of nurses that want to come in my class, my my group, and it's kind of like, well, unless you're an esthetician or hairstylist, you know, it's like this is this is our space. You know, you have a lot of spaces for you, and um, they're having, you know, estheticians are kind of like the stepchild, you know, and, and I and I think that like nail techs feel that way too, and some other, you know, um, not as popular licenses. So it's really important for us to have a space that you know focuses mostly on us. Mm -hmm. um, and there's lots of other groups that people can join that's like a little more specific for them because, like you said, like we're licensed to touch. That's what we do. Like right. it's about this. Yeah, stress. So. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's important that we have a safe space to talk to other professionals in the industry. Um, yeah. Somebody asked um, about, okay, I'm going to try to scroll okay. and not swipe away like what happened earlier. Um, are you doing any more remote classes? Okay, so I just, I mentioned earlier, um, if you're just now joining this live, um, I just released my uh, class schedule for 2023 for my online classes. I am doing six online classes um, this year from, from March to August. And you can view my class schedule by clinking, clicking the link in my bio. Um, and I think it's just under a book appointment or something. And um, 
I have six classes on there. Some of them are repeats, um, but if they are a repeat class, they're revived um, with much more information. They're also longer too. My previous classes, I was trying to keep like around or under 90 minutes, but that was a little bit difficult for us, I was noticing. So now all of my online classes are two hours long. So that way we can really you know, feel whole and complete with going through everything. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, you can book now. They're on special for early bird pricing, $100. They will be going up to $150. So you'll definitely want to um, get on there now. And um, yes, you do get a certificate when you participate in the live class. And then if you miss the live class, then you will also have the opportunity to rewatch the um, video replay and also access all class documents um, and view other um, class like links and sources, resources and such. Um, so that's just to catch you guys up to speed if you're just now joining. Um, that's just a little bit of info about my classes. Yay. So we're gonna we're about to wrap up. If you guys have more um, questions for Mo, you can see her highlights on her IG. There's lots of tutorials and lots of um, tips and tricks on there. Um, what if someone wants to come see you or one of your estheticians? How do they book an appointment with you? Or are you taking clients or no? Are yes, you taking I new clients? I am taking appointments. Okay. Um, my website is just currently down right now, but I do have my booking page up. So just click on the link in my bio if you'd like to book an appointment. Um, I am no longer doing one-on-one -on -one trainings. I am only doing um, online um, workshops this year. And then I have my one in-person workshop in September. Um, and so, yeah, no longer doing one-on-ones and, um, for anything else, like you can always just message me if you have a question about anything. Where is the easiest place to message you? I mean, we have so many portals these days, yeah. like is Insta uh, where's the, how's the, what's the easiest place for someone to get a, get a hold of you? An is email? It, is it, it email? Email. Okay. I will always see, you know, because DMs, sometimes they get filtered and I don't see them. Yeah you know, or it gets yeah. like marked as spam or like in the request box or whatever. Yeah. So email is the best. Facebook, not great. I do not answer really on Facebook. Um, but you can email me for the best or fastest response, or you can also try sending me a DM. It's actually like one of my personal New Year's resolutions is to make sure I answer every single message I receive. <laughs> so I'm really trying to work on that because there's just like, I'm bombarded by messages on so many different platforms. So yeah. it's a little hard for me to keep up, but I'm doing my best to, um, turn a new leaf this year. Yay. Well, thank you so much. Like I know that time is precious and you're in the middle of a new rebuild. So we really appreciate this. I'm looking forward to seeing you in a few weeks. I think you have an appointment. Um, and I can't wait to come see you the new space. I'm very proud of you and happy to have you as part of uh, the Secrets of Esthetician and as a client and as a teacher. As I said, I take most classes. You can never stop learning. Um, and I um, invite you to come check out Mo's um, Instagram page. There's a wealth of information there with the um, tons of knowledge that she has. So there is a place for everyone in the beauty industry. Everyone you see is a potential client and there is more than one way to do things. Thanks so much for having me on, Libby. Thanks for everybody for joining and listening in. And um, I look forward to connecting with everybody 
more online and hopefully seeing you all in my online classes or even seeing you in Libby's Facebook group, Secrets of Estheticians. I highly encourage all estheticians to hop on there because there is a wealth of knowledge there. So thanks so much for your time. Can't wait to re-listen to the podcast. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.